0: You are listening to the Lightforge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success, with your co-hosts ADWCTA and Murps.
1: Welcome to the Lightforge Podcast, this is Avogadro. This is Murps, hello. Uh, Let's talk about new stuff. We got uh, some patch, we got the announcement of the new expansion.
0: Let's dig in. So much new stuff. Let's let's just start Arena, and then we'll cover Battlegrounds afterwards. Mostly because, according to Mervs, I know nothing about this, but this makes sense. No one's playing Battlegrounds right now because they overtuned Diablo in the
1: Well, lots of people are frustrated by that. I'm not saying, like, no one is playing, but I will say uh, people are frustrated, you know, talking about, like, quitting BGs. I'm certainly not coming back to BGs during this time. yeah
0: yeah it sounds like uh uh even even worse uh than arena right now in terms of how warped the game is by the by the event um so if you don't know arena still exists and what they did is dual class is still around and going to be around until the expansion comes out which is like in two weeks um it's it's around the corner it's coming out so the new expansion was announced, and it is Horde v. Alliance, and it's coming out on December 7th, much like we expected it to come out. And we will have all of the card uh, previews and, and ratings and all that uh, for you on Sunday the 5th in that mega stream. All normal, normal things. Um, but with this patch, before we even get there, uh, they took out Engineer. Yeah. Yeah. This is the lowest hanging fruit to fix the problem, and they did it. Yeah, this was, uh, look, um, we know that
1: there was no way they could keep the state of arena as is. Um, there are lots of things that, uh, you know, if you were to construct a wish list, I think a lot of uh, people who play in the arena would have given you a lot more suggestions. Um <laughs> Uh, more nuanced suggestions rather than just this one thing, taking out Deep Run Engineer. Uh, But you know what? They did something for now. Wizard is aware of the issues. Korra tweeted out they are aware. And we do have to understand, you know, these things that we want... I think they recognize internally it's like you know this isn't the be all end all like greatest solution and therefore we are presenting it to you that way this is a uh we're hoping that you'll keep on playing while we just like put a band-aid on this um which sure you know that that is what it is now does it make me want to play not really still but uh it is better than nothing
0: yeah, I played, uh, I played some Arena after uh, after the patch, and uh, it feels like Arena again. It is no longer like totally unplayable. Uh, it is now like normal Dwell Class Arena. There's still the problem where there's not enough class cards for most classes, uh, and it doesn't feel particularly great for Dwell Class, and the strategy is all weird. Like The balance is super off. Because it's Dwell Class, it's an event. Um, but... Getting rid of deep run engineer makes it at least feel like the arena again. Like not a well balanced version of the arena, still you know, but it's in event mode right now. Uh, lowest hanging fruit. Uh, I hope they do this. Like at least they've established that they're going to do this if, if things go crazy, right? Um, even even in a rotation, even in an event, which is uh, which is good. And I think last podcast I even said, like, this is the least they're going to do. Like, something's going to happen. Like, as soon as they possibly can, even if it's just removing uh, Deep Run Engineer. Um, and and they did. So, hopefully, they're taking a deeper look at what goes on in the arena. Um, and that brings us to this new expansion. Before before we talk more about, like, the actual expansion and the mechanics... Oh, I guess we have to talk about the mechanic to talk about this. I'm just going to start off with the elephant in the room... Which is, like, you know we don't like talking about cards before the big card reveal uh, where we value all 135 cards. And, you know, we tell you what to worry about, what to look out for. We focus a lot on neutrals because it's the arena. But uh, a lot of the oxygen in the arena discussion has been taken up by two cards that they revealed. So we we should talk about it. Um, I'm going to just read off the cards. And uh, fair warning... This is not going to be a hot take from us. These are the most powerful class cards ever printed that are not legendary. And we don't know how many more of these are coming, but it's not every card on the set. They also revealed a whole bunch of other cards that seem like normal-ish. So anyway, without further ado, card number one is a paladin card. No surprise, they're problematic paladin cards in arena. Eight mana, eight eight rush. Templar Captain. After this attacks a minion, Summon a 5-5 five, five Defender with Taunt. So it's an 8-8 eight, eight Rush for 8. And then once you hit something, which you will when you're playing it, it creates a 5-5 five, five immediately. And if it lives for a turn, which it may, because it starts off with 8 health, and it hits something else, you get another 5-5. Five, five, and so on and so forth. You can give it Divine Shields, you can heal it, blah 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 blah. Yep. Uh, I mean, this
1: is insane. Like, typically we would see... Uh, this as being, like, a 7-7 with, like, a condition on it, right? Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, it has... Overkill, overkill, right. Dire Horn. Um, Or, or, like, I don't know, make them work at it a a little bit more. Maybe have the 5-5 not have Taunt as well. That that might also be helpful. Um, But, man, there really is no downside to this. The way you play around it is to have for you on the other side to have nothing on the board so that they can't rush into it haha you got him um so ridiculously powerful like you know we can talk about power creep and everything um and and, you know you you see something like for example marsh hydra and you're just like where the hell did this come from um and you know marsh hydra is, is still ridiculously powerful and then you see something like this as I'm well. Nowhere
0: close to the Templar captain.
1: Yeah, it's it's really <laughs> crazy. It's just just such insane. It's like it just immediately puts a 5-5 five, five taunt onto the board with the potential, just like a Marsh Hydra, of doing it again, right? Um and yep. you know you don't have to gamble on the random eight drop uh that Marsh Hydra gives you. Uh you don't have to pay the cost. It's just out there. It, this is it's so ridiculous it's it's actually just um stupid how good this card is uh when we're looking at what what is rightfully so one of the best cards in arena uh you know not necessarily because it's rotation dependent but like marsh hydra you look at that and you're like wow this is this is no contest which one is better here
0: yeah um We've been rating cards under this new system, uh, um, like this simplified version of the Life Force tier list system, since this year began. And there has been no card rated as high as this card. Not even legendaries. So we are in a new level of power creep here in this game. I think every single time cards get revealed, people go crazy over them, and we're always the ones coming in, like outside of like specific, very specific cards that we're also like high on, and usually they're neutrals, which would not be problematic if they were class cards, or at least far less problematic if they were class cards, um, except for Watchpost. Uh, we 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 usually tell people like, calm down. These are just, you know, top tier class cards. They are as good as other top tier class cards. They're super good. Like Arbor up, we don't think it belongs in the game, but like draft it, right? Like that is the top line of best possible class card. Uh here, we are in better than Arbor up by a significant margin, never before seen levels of just like power yeah. in in a this is rare by the way it's a rare card it's not even you
1: also want to card. remember because it, if um some of you are thinking back on the arbor up days uh our rankings for cards um it it, it doesn't factor in micro slash macro adjust oh, yeah. and the rotation within it so if you remember arbor up as being more powerful than what how you think that we are rating it um i agree with you there was a rotation not even a rotation there was an adjustment period where i would say arbor up is about as powerful as any card you could have in any rotation because of stupid things uh like the acorn bear like the the double one two taunt generation just all the small things you couldn't get druids off the board right so uh, Arbor Up being that power level and then being helped out with all those adjustments. Yes, it was score. so unstoppable. Like it was even better than the S tier score it would give you. But our, our, our scores don't take into account like, hey, look, like, you know, it's adjusting all of these things up. And because you're getting all these like acorn bearers, you're getting all these opportunities to just vomit stuff out. Uh, and then keep it there with like mark of the lotus let's say on turn three with all of these tokens and then you arbor up on turn five to completely capitalize and shut out the game uh no that's not taken into consideration and even still then it's an s so yes if you take into those things into consideration for that meta i would say if we did this which we don't but if we did yeah arbor up will be like a s plus 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 or whatever
0: yeah, I mean, you, you can always create metas that are good yeah. for things, right? Like, imagine this meta has no removal except, you know, things that are on the board, and it's easy to heal and get Divine Shield, and there's no rushdown, right? Like, then Templar Captain is, you know, like it's, it's better than Arbor Up. Arbor Up, at the end of the day, is a 5-mana four three, four three, some of the time. Um, it was just that in that meta... That happened rarely, rather than happening most of the time, because you're trying to keep Druid off off of the board. Templar Captain doesn't need a board, doesn't need anything. It's good always. It's amazing always. It's not just, like, overstatted always, it's grossly overstatted always. And if the opponent doesn't take care of it immediately through things that, you know, can get through taunts, they're just dead. They are just super, 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 super dead. So they need a board clear or a single target removal um handy and that's stuff that classes just like have fewer and fewer um when you talk about doing some wild rotations and stuff so i don't know how this card can exist next to like war golem or you know whatever normal cards are uh it's just it's one of the problems in arena when you go with a wild rotation the power levels of the cards just are not the same and so whether you draw your good cards whether you're able to draft your good cards and then you dra- draw your good cards just determines whether you win the game or not and there's like the, the skill impact becomes much much more minimalized so raising the power level like I said we, no, we have not like there has basically been one definitive power creep when the core rotation like when the core set came in and it was great it was a great standardization of power creep I don't know what's happening here because they just put the core set out. Like the core set is like not even cold yet. It's still warm. They are not; they haven't even printed the update to the core set, right? Core set two, they haven't even printed core set two yet. And oh my God, is this what's happening? Is this a little preview of what's gonna happen in core set two? Are we going to get like, I don't know, five, six Yetis? Because that's what the new power level seems to be. Um, and uh, yeah, and if we do, that's not an impossible way to create a game. It'll be more swingy and I'll like it less, but you can't have that work with the old cards, which is what Arena does. So you, you have this problem here. if This is a direction. The, the problem is really, really pronounced
1: now. Um, you know, it was bad-ish before where, like, you know, you, you, you go and look at some of these cards. For example, we just had Witchwood recently, right? Uh, and you look at some of these uh-huh. Witchwood cards, and you're like, "Oh, three mana, three,
0: three.
1: Yeah, you're like, "Oh, okay, well, they're not that great." But Wizard has, uh, you know, through the latest expansions um, and mini sets, uh, revealed that look, this is this is the direction we're gonna go with these uh, power levels, and it's kind of unfortunate because if you look at what constructed is dominated by, it's quests. So, I, I, there. I don't know if they're trying to make up for it and be like, hey, look, these regular cards, which don't really fit into quests, um, we're going to make them better. But like, nobody will put these, as of right now, as of the current meta, right? Um, nobody is still mm-hmm. going to put these cards that don't fit quests into their deck, no matter how good okay, they Templar
0: are. The Templar Captain looks like a terrible constructed card.
1: Yeah. Um, like, so that's really the issue. Like, they can make it this good but like okay if like templar captain were a nine nine would constructed still play it they wouldn't right
0: no no it's just not the type of card that works in construction if they
1: made it a nine nine that summoned a six six taunt because it doesn't work with quests you could put plus one plus one on both of the bodies and it still wouldn't be played in constructed i'm pretty sure it's an eight mana mana card that doesn't fit in quests so yeah it's just like it, it's very like it's disappointing and it's puzzling because it's sort of like you would have to make it to such an extreme degree to really like have people play it um because right now the entire meta revolves around quests and sort of like each side i i don't want to <laughs> reduce it to this but like it, you know if you talk to some people it's kind of solitaire and um if you say Murps, like, uh, you don't play Constructed, okay, I will just take Kibler's word for it. Kibler, I think, is the strongest uh, <laughs> <laughs> critic of quests.
0: Tweet every day.
1: Uh, he tweets at XR and, like literally every day. It's become like a joke uh, by, by this point. And I understand. There are some Constructed players who don't mind quests as much, but I think that players will agree that um, because quests are so powerful not only do you kind of know how the game will play out it really does limit in in terms of deck inclusion what you want to do because it's less so about disrupting your opponents and more so about how can i most efficiently get to my end goal to complete this quest Mm -hmm. to do what i want to do and hearthstone constructed hearthstone has has been trending that way for a while um And i'm not saying this to like poo poo on the devs or anything because uh you know this is a choice that they made some people like it some people don't but i will say when you look at the effect on arena because those quests are not in arena at all and they have made the ancillary or tangential decision to say okay well we can't have all of these other cards be absolute shit, so For the people who, like, you know, aren't following Aegis Replay, don't have all the cards, let's make some really good cards that they might want to include in their, like, homebrew, not even, like, homebrew, just, like, decks on the lowest tiers that they can play, and, you know, it's cool, and it might be worth it, and maybe those are getting play, maybe people appreciate those, but man, does it mess up Arena when you put, put out stuff like a Templar, when you put out stuff like, um, uh, what was it? The, the the uh the hunter weapon that is coming out it uh, we'll talk yeah we'll about talk that. about that it's just pretty disappointing because um you know they they're probably making an effort to have people you know think that buying packs is worth it because you know these other cards are still pretty good they could put them in some decks even though they are way not I'm meta in game yeah um but the impact on the arena meta is is huge it's it's so huge so that's well, definitely gonna, disappointing there
0: like we, we need to talk about this after we talk about the hunter weapon which is what are they going to do like i'll, I'll say flat out right now this cannot exist in the arena in a, a wild rotation it can barely exist in the arena in its standard rotation what this needs is for the new core set to come out and to have a power creep on that core set. Again, the very first, like, core set number two already power creeps for core set number one, like, significantly. That's what needs to happen for these cards to validly exist in the arena. Otherwise, it just ruins the entire game. So, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. Let's talk about this hunter weapon first that I'm just brought up. So, this is uh, one of the first cards revealed in the new expansion. It is called Blood Seeker. This one's common, this one's not even rare. It's a two mana two two weapon for Hunter, which so you already know it's good. Uh, and then it has the new keyword honorable kill, gain plus one plus one. Honorable kill triggers whenever you deal exact lethal to a minion. So if they have two health, you deal two damage. If they have one health, you deal one damage, etc. etc. So if you find something with two health and you use the Bloodseeker on it, you start with a two two weapon, and instead of having a two one nub remaining, you have a three two. War Yeah. And if your opponent has a minion with like 3 or 4 health... And you find a way to deal 1 or 2 damage to that minion... Before you use your Bloodseeker to slam into it... You you get the same result.
1: Yeah, this card... If you just think about it... um, And and if you just remember how good Glaive Zooka was for Hunter... uh, You know, different meta, I understand, different power level... But if you just gave a Hunter... A Glaive zuka without the, like, additional, you know, attack to minion and everything, um, it would be very playable. It'd be pretty good. Hunters could use that flexibility. They could use that damage. They could use that reach. So, like, a two mana for a 2-2 two, two weapon for a hunter, okay. It's 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 decent. Like, you know, very pickable, very draftable. Hunters, uh, especially the type of hunter that I play, would, would appreciate that. But, um... It's so easy to proc Mm -hmm. honorable kill for that thing. So look, in the Mm -hmm. early game, uh, and also, hunters are not awkward anymore. They have so many ways to ping, to do damage. Blizzard has just throughout the years uh, said, we don't want you going face. We want to give you options to like ping things, to stay on the board, to do this, to do that. So you're going to get the honorable kill off. So at the very least, I'm not talking like 70, 80% of the time. I'm talking like 95% of the time plus, like you're going to get the honorable kill one way or the other. If not through the first charge, then through the second charge or like just wait a Mm. little bit and you'll get it. You know, don't be dumb with the weapon. So it's kind of like 95% of the time. It's just a super fiery war axe that is much cheaper like one mana cheaper than fiery war axe and then at the start it is not like as powerful but you get like one more charge with two attack and then there's still the potential for for it to have one more swing uh on top of that it's so yeah and more swings it's so disgusting and the, uh, the most disgusting thing is you could keep using this to trade, and then you can just start going face with it afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it yeah. rewards you. It's so stupid. It rewards you for trading on the board at first, and then you're swinging to their face with like a six damage weapon. It's so dumb. Mm-hmm. It's actually so, so, so dumb. Uh, oh my God. I, I. This is so toxic, by the way. So, okay, look. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember when I was talking about Ramming Mount, which I said was a S tier card.
0: It should have it been, an been S-tier as card. I, that was my bad. I,
1: and you you guys don't know how hard I tried. Because I, I focused on that, that. was my bad. Ah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um but what I focused on a lot about that card was not only its power level, but how toxic it was. Just how stupidly annoying it was. If there's any redeeming quality to the templar it's that it comes out on turn eight and at least you could do some things and at least if you are so far ahead and let's just say you know you have um a removal in your hand and you're like okay maybe we save it for the templar and the templar takes away from my board like i don't know 12 mana's worth of tempo (laughs) right uh and but but that's okay because i have such a huge lead as long as i I prepare for it. The Templar only mm-hmm. takes away 12 mana's worth of tempo and I'm still up because yeah. I'm up so much and that's fine-ish, you know, fine. Um, God, this weapon, it's so toxic. Like, the scores for both of these cards, uh, you know, like, I haven't calculated it because it's always adequate to calculating. Um, they're going to end up being similarly brokenly good, but
0: the toxic... Yeah. They're they're actually, like, nearly identically uh, brokenly good. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll put it this way. The math works out so that they are in the S-plus tier, which nothing has been in the S-plus tier since the S-plus tier was invented, like, a year ago. That means nothing released in the last year was S-plus tier. Literally nothing. Yeah. So, look including Ramming Mount, which would have gotten to S tier, but would still never have gotten to uh, S plus well, tier. Ramming Mount's problem is that it destroyed the game. Like, more, even more so than, like, how real right. it is, right? Because you can, you can like, keep Ramming Mount not useful. Like, that's totally doable. Just keep their board clear. The problem, of course, is that the instant you don't do that, or, you know, the 75% of the times that you can't do that, you lose the game. Well, you can still beat them 25% of the time. Bl- Bloodseeker doesn't have that problem you're pretty much just going to win if you can get this out on turn two and then you curve out otherwise. Yep. So, like, uh, so, so yeah. So it's it's, it's S plus tier. Uh, but I, I will note that both this and the Guardian are they're, they're S plus tier. But if there is a tier higher than S, which we don't actually have, but mathematically it can go up, you know, it can scale indefinitely on this uh, exponential scaling system for tiers that we set up. But if there is another tier above S, it does not reach that tier. It is actually an S+. Not because S+, is the highest tier that we named, but because in the hypothetical tier above S+, it does not reach there. But this is all ridiculous. Like, S tier cards should not exist. S+, is just bonkers broken. Um, it, it makes it
1: to the point where, look, you've seen what happens when you have stuff that is uh too accessible and too powerful and that is something like uh goliath right like we had goliath and it could always be um kind of mm-hmm. uh discovered and it's sort of keep in mind goliath
0: is s here bloodseeker is better than goliath uh
1: that- yeah well the thing is it, it was a seven mana
0: goliath <laughs> no right right okay fair <laughs> uh like actual goliath drafted into your deck sure only is, only, uh, s. only s only s yeah, um, yeah. It's actually uh, not not as good as the the paladin card. Uh, so it's uh, it's yeah. yeah. Um, the the
1: problem you end up getting is like it makes a lot of the rest of the game not matter. Um, one way or the other, like, uh, and that was a lot of the problems with the cars that were eventually banned. For example, uh, the ramming mount. All it asked was do you have removal in your hand at that moment? If not, it, it doesn't matter. It's like you, you drafted well, you played well up until that point, as in there weren't many decisions and you made like decent decisions to then. Uh, that's great. That doesn't matter anymore. And for Sneeds, it's sort of like, well, uh, you know, you were damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing, and you can't really play around it. Like, not, not really, because uh, the mm-hmm. Goliath does pretty exact damage like uh you know stuff like uh basilisk you can play that but then that just gets too tapped um you can put out big stuff but that that gets cleared a board full of small stuff that gets cleared so it just makes a lot of what you do irrelevant and that man that sucks um that like that just feels real bad watch posted the same thing and that's why it was banned mm-hmm. um but we're Probably not going to see some of this stuff banned. They don't like to ban class
0: cards. It's just not like. Uh, I don't know. I think we're going to see it banned. I think Bloodseeker. Yeah. I think the it. weapon. We I might... don't know about the Paladin yeah. card because it's yep. like it's it's eight mana. I don't know that. I think it would just get like uh offering rate nerfed for the yep. Paladin card. Uh, but Bloodseeker, it, it's, it's it's it'll be so obvious. It'll be so obvious. So feel bad. So not a game. Like it prevents the game from happening yep it does um and oh this is this is good because
1: uh we have someone in the chat addressing this and it's something that i think needs to be addressed um there uh chat is basically asking "Is like oh does this make weapon destruction go up i mean it ness no like it, here's here's the thing um what what it does is uh like you know if you have an ooze and you're facing a hunter yeah sure But what it does really is play into this, um and it's it's growing really fast, uh this just like hate card meta, in which we are I mean, if you look at what the meta is right now, um you have Glocka gluttons (laughs) trying to eat uh like beasts. Nesting rooms. Yeah, exactly. You can't play beasts, but then you also have the original like Glocka crawlers eating like pirates. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So it's it's like just really kind of funny. Um I've watched instances on stream where, you know, it's like the um the glutton uh it, it, you know, like one side eats, the other side eats the eater. And then it it's just like god, what why are we doing this now? Um y- you don't want the arena to have hate cards at all i'm not saying too many hate cards you just don't want that period uh dragon slayer was always a bad idea um the the four four that turns into an eight eight rush if there's a dragon that was that you know bad idea it doesn't matter about the power level this is just not what arena should be this is like not what is fun in arena uh if you care about any sort of competitive integrity at all because this is stuff that you cannot kind of like really factor in um to a healthy degree so if we're talking about weapon removal um i i I hate the fact that like people are thinking about that because that that would be like the most like just the worst way to deal with it it's like oh maybe we need to draft more weapon removal and everything it's like no, no 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 i don't want the arena community to kind of, like, take on this burden at all. Like, I understand.
0: Even the, even the arena community, you don't want Blizzard to look at this. They're like, well, maybe we don't have to ban Bloodseeker if we increase the offering rate of losers. Yeah. That's terrible. That would be terrible.
1: So, it's one of those things where I don't even want, like, to talk about, almost. Because I'm like, why, why should we... Like in the slightest, except this, because that is actually mm-hmm. just the worst. That is the the worst.
0: I. This is terrible balance design, terrible game design. Um. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we we and, and just let's say you see Bloodseekers everywhere. Just take the loss like drafting oozes significantly higher than they would be otherwise just to counter one card is not going to be worth it even if it is a common card in the most popular class uh because you will also need to have it on two like it's not like your ooze is going to do you much good on turn six you, you've lost the game already and similarly if they play a bloodseeker on turn two i mean uh, on turn two you've lost the game if they play a bloodseeker on turn six Eh, I don't know. You may be able to make it. If, if they play it on turn 12... Yeah, the Bloodseeker's a two-mana card played on turn 12. It's not going to be that big of a, a difference maker. Even if it is extremely ridiculously OP, you know? So... Uh, the, the efficiency of oozes also is not that great against Bloodseeker. Like... I don't know. I just... This is... Uh, Bloodseeker's got problems. Um yep so yeah Bloodseeker templar captain who knows what more cards are going to come in this s plus tier like if there was just one card that came out i wasn't going to talk about it i was going to be like yeah that card's op whatever they're going to deal with it but the fact that there's two cards that came out that are that op uh, ah that means there's probably at least a couple more and it means now i don't know if blizzard's actually going to ban it it's pretty
1: scary um and The issue that you're talking about, it's like, okay, so step one, we need a core set with, um, basically, uh, four mana, five sixes, right? Like, cause, cause that's what we're looking at here. Like, at the very least, like, at the, the old power levels, like, how do we view Dark Iron Dwarf? It's fine. Like, it's acceptable for, for a four now. It's like, okay, great. Um, so yeah, like everything has to kind of go up to match these new cards. Um, and also we really got to think about how we want to do these like wild rotations. Um, it's getting to the point where it's impossible because whenever you get a Witchwood card with the exception of like a, a couple, you're like, well, crap, this is a Witchwood card. Like, or this is a, um... I don't know Black Rock Mountain card, uh, and you're, you're just God, those are so bad. You're just really sad about it. I got a Black Rock Mountain card. It's not a specific card. I just got one, like you know, one of those cards. Uh, I got a Witchwood card. Um, I got a Rastakhan's Rumble card. That really sucks. Um, yeah. So it, it's it's rough. Like we might have to do something a little bit more dramatic than just. Oh, here are the older sets that are coming in. Because some of these older sets are coming in, they're just really bad in comparison now. Um, And you, you know, with the exception of one or two things, you just can't be drafting cards from those. Because as we've seen, if the power level is this steep, um, what ends up happening is you drop something what used to be like mediocre, they drop what is now a premium. And that swing, uh, it's kind of impossible for you to come back, you know, unless you have like a loaded hand or a loaded deck. Um, and that just really sucks. So I don't know, we're, we're getting really close to the point, if we're not at that point already, where the current system of wild rotation uh, is becoming just, it's, it's not workable. And it, it's too, like, it just feels way
0: too bad. Yep. yup, Yep. Yep. Um for so if you guys are thinking about this historically, um the last three years have basically had the exact same power level. Started with Rise and Shadows, uh the last three years of Hearthstone expansions until this upcoming one, until uh Horde VLI Oh sorry. Uh, altraic valley fractured and so alter uh, you can call it fave 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 Fav. fave fractured in Alteric valley mm-hmm. i just call it horde v alliance um i'm gonna call it fave it's my fave <laughs> okay. expansion so, so, so fave oh yeah the fave expansion uh until this expansion the last three years that's going back eight expansions have all been about the same power level um, including the core set and the Demon Hunter stuff, you know, after they nerfed it. Uh, the, uh, before that, there was one whole year where the power levels were pretty, like, normal. Like, we're talking back in normal Hearthstone. But the year before that, and then some, maybe the year and a half before that, uh, for, like, four or five expansions, it was all similar, like, similarly large power levels, ...to what we got in the last three years. Uh, a little inconsistent, but the top line was similar. So, there really like hasn't been a top line power creep in Hearthstone... ...in like five years. Six years. Five, five years. There's, there's been at least five years without a top line increase in power level. Now, the average card's power level has increased significantly during this period... Um, as I'm sure you guys all know, but the top line, your defiles, your I don't know, just, uh, the Arbor of, just insert most ridiculous card, right? Like your your twi- twin tyrants. Uh, well, that's neutral, but just your your top lines are kind of are kind of the same, and people are like, oh, this is so terrible. Like yes, but it's the same kind of terribleness that we've been dealing with for five years, on and off, depending on which card is in the meta or not. This is different, and, and, and we keep saying that this is that it's all fine. It's all the same. We've been saying it for like the last many expansion releases, while everyone's been freaking out about the latest amazing class card, and, and it's all been more or less okay. Um, but but this is not the case. This is this is new. Yeah, and remember, um,
1: there's also a difference between power level. And how uh, feels bad or how toxic it is for the yeah. meta. So, is Watch Post the most powerful thing ever? Uh, no. Like, it, it, it wasn't. I mean, it's, it's ridiculously powerful, it, but it, it's, it's, the mo- it's the most powerful, like, neutral thing ever. Yeah. Um, but the worst thing about it is how bad it made people feel um, and how little mm. impact your decisions made. Uh,
0: yeah. It ends the game. You can't have a card that ends the game before it begins. Yeah. You can't. Like, that's... Like, why does that exist? Like, yeah, sure. You only draw it in your opening hand X percent of time. This is a problem. Someone in chat brought up Gnarrg. That's the problem with Gnarrg on turn one. I don't think I've ever won against someone who gnarrg on turn one and we did not... And, like, you know, curved out afterwards and uh, we did not have a Gnarrg. I, I think... I think I'm still holding that as an ever. Like, I've never beaten that opener. Now, sure, I tend to play more tempo than more card of energy things. And maybe if I play more card of energy control decks, you know, I'd be able to get out of it. But that's just how big that card on turn one warped the game. Now, ultimately, that card is not like an S tier card at all. Why? Because later on, it, it goes from uh, stupidly amazing to like flat out bad. Like, you get a Gnarg on like turn 10, turn 12. You gotta wait two more turns before it does anything. Like, game's over. Like, it's it's actually super bad late in the game. So that's what, like, quote-unquote, evens it out. But that's horrible game design in Arena. Because you don't get to play the game. If the condition happens that you draw it at that point. Bloodseeker's the same way. And this is why we're, we talk about Bloodseeker as, like, quote-unquote, worse than uh, Templar Captain. Even though, in reality, the power levels are very similar. It's just that Templar Captain at least lets you play the game. But Bloodseeker does not allow you to play the game if it's in your hand on turn two. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Um, And there's going to be cases, right? I'm not saying, like, ever. But, like, there's going to be cases where they play a Bloodseeker on turn two. And, like, you have something with three health. And they, like, can't deal that one extra damage for, like, a turn or two. And that Bloodseeker is, like, kind of, like, you know, weird and a little inefficient. And then it ends up not being so bad. That's going to happen. And it's not going to happen once in a blue moon. Like, it's going to happen sometimes. But even in that case, they still play the 2-mana 2-2 weapon. You know? As, like, the base. Without this honorable kill thing. And they probably made you play in a weird way to dodge their crap. Um, like, it's, it's... And that's the absolute best case scenario for you. And that'll happen, like, I don't know... Five, ten percent of the time uh, that, that you see this card come out on turn two. It's just, it's, it's bad. It's bad. This card's gonna be banned. And if it's not, like, well, I'm not afraid, like I said, I'm not afraid if it's just Bloodseeker. It's that we have two of these cards and they haven't revealed that many cards. Like, they've revealed less than a third, maybe about a third of the class cards. There's probably more ridiculous crap in here. And are they gonna ban all of them in Arena? Right, like that's what I would want. I would want them to ban everything. I was talking before about just uh, last week about just over banning cards. Like, do it. Just over ban some cards. Let them free for the first like few days, and then when you hit the button uh, or whatever, just ban some of these cards. Yep. I think it's fine
1: if you like. Okay, if you don't trust kind of the uh, the the people who are shouting before it comes out, uh, that's fine. Give it three days. I think three days is, is more than enough to kind of, like, see. Um, and then we would just ask. And, and I think for the sanity of, uh, uh, like, you know, the arena community, um, they would be very happy. Like, for example, if you banned um, during, I'll call it the Scorpid meta, right? If you call, if you banned Ven- Venomous Scorpid within the Scorpid meta, I think the vast majority of people would be like, okay, cool. That's, that's fine. Like, you know, we didn't, we weren't like, Oh man, Scorpid is the reason that we're playing arena. Um, and I think most people are just like, yeah, that card is really brokenly good and it swings games and, uh, I don't like it. So yeah. even if you overbanned, in which like, I, you know, uh, we weren't saying, we weren't calling out for like Scorpid to be banned. Like we were calling out for Watchpost to be banned, but we, we would have been very okay if Scorpid was banned <laughs> So I think mm-hmm. most of the community feels that way as well. It's like if you overban and you get rid of that, cool. That's fine. Yeah.
0: We're getting 135 new cards. We can live without ten of them.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. And once again, look, I said this last week. I'll say it again. Um, Lizard is listening. Mm-hmm. If not for uh, Ixar, um, I-, I talked about this before and. You know, Ixar, even though he's, like, taking leave right now, he's still interacting with the community. Uh, So that's always appreciated. Make sure you – I I mean, don't just, like, keep tweeting at him if he's not asking. But if he's asking a question that's arena relevant, you know, obviously follow it up. Uh, But the person you guys definitely should talk to because it's her job now is AlconLive. Alkali, uh, I mentioned, was a content creator and is now working as a community manager. Um, and if you guys don't know, if you guys haven't been on Twitter as much as I have, um, she's been crushing it. Like, I, I don't feel bad in saying that previously, community management for Hearthstone, I won't say Blizzard like, like overall, because I don't know the other games as well, but for Hearthstone was fairly lacking like i am pretty active in the hearthstone community i watch a lot of streams and everything um and i didn't see much of this community management before and now that she is on it she has been basically you know uh advertising people's streams telling people what's going on breaking arena news she also just hinted slash basically confirmed but she hinted that there will be an uh, arena co-op reveal between dreads and redbeard you know two of the biggest and kind of only (laughs) arena streamers um because dreads asked it's like hey you know you're dumping all of these cards that have no significance in constructed because no one cares just give some of those to me because we care a lot and you know red and i we can actually do stuff with it we can create content with it we can hype it up we can explain things and it's just good for the arena community and what what were you gonna do with those cards anyways just dump them right and she was like yeah you know she agreed and she was like hey would you like to see this and like kind of like sideways eye and just like confirm me. i'm just like this is awesome first of all that she ran with this idea she's responding to dreads uh and she is actually kind of creating hype for this i'm like cool now like early next week or whenever this thing is um i'm looking forward to this this is awesome so look blizzard is doing things but in spe- like more specifically alkali is being uh just the hero that Arena, uh, I'm not saying Arena deserves this, but they need this. Okay, like I don't know if a community like Arena deserves anything, but uh, Alkali is a breath of fresh air. She has been amazing. So, if you have suggestions and everything, um, direct it to her. Uh, and I think this is good. Like w- we have someone there who is doing actual community management, reaching out doing these things thinking about arena so there is hope all right guys there's there's definitely hope out there and um if you have time also just you know tweet at her tell her how great she's doing um because uh, she is so we know we have at least someone advocating for i mean every mode but also arena um and someone that you easily know you can reach out to um so if there was this question of like, oh, I don't know like, who at all to reach out to, well, now you have someone. It's alcohol. All
0: right. That is new expansion talk and arena talk. Um, if you guys are wondering about the schedule for the release, I think I've outlined it before, but I'm also going to give an update right now about our, our stream schedule um, coming up. So... This upcoming Monday, Mervs to stream is fine. And then on the 24th, we're not doing a Wednesday stream. Uh, I will be back on the 26th for Black Friday for a normal Friday stream. And then we will do a normal Sunday stream on the 28th. And are you going to stream on the 29th or no? Uh, Wait, what date is the 29th? Monday. Uh, the next the, the Monday maybe? after this this Monday maybe. Maybe, maybe okay so we get a maybe for the 29th but after the 29th there will be no streams until the 5th which is the big reveal stream of uh our our card um our, our card analysis for the upcoming expansion and that is going to be followed by another skip Monday stream because it's the day before our expansion release. And we will be streaming Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday after the uh, the expansion is released. So that's what's coming up through this Thanksgiving slash uh, release, uh, release window for... Oh, I'm going to have to go look at... Fractured in Alterac Valley uh, expansion. Yep. You got the name right. Good job. Yep. All right. Um, let's talk about Battlegrounds. So in this patch arena wasn't the only uh, mode affected battlegrounds was also affected they released the biggest balance update in the history of battlegrounds
1: yeah so let's talk about this for a second okay um quite a few things happened in bgs uh let's just go into the first thing uh the real game literally game changing uh kind of system they're introducing this new armor system um there's a handy-dandy graphic. I would advise you guys to just go look at the newest patch notes. That's uh, patch uh, 21.8. There is uh, a big, big chart for it. But essentially, what um, what BGs is doing is now heroes will be awarded armor at the start of each game to help balance and spice up the tavern, as they say. So, look. Um, there are now seven tiers tier one heroes get zero armor tier seven heroes get seven to ten armor it's a range it's a random amount mm-hmm. of armor from within a range so this also introduces a little bit of rng right uh but um blizzard is using some sort of internal ranking by their numbers um to do it and just to give you some examples uh, heroes here are the heroes from tier one which is the best tier they get no additional armor which is basically just health like e- everyone is a mini patchwork now okay
0: <laughs> yeah i was about to say the thing is patchwork is not like the standard for where how mm-hmm. armor gets out of patchwork gets armor how much armor does patchwork get like 3 to 5 or something like that? Like, Patchwork is in the middle of the of the tier list system that they made. So not only does Patchwork get 15 health, which is its entire ability, but it also gets 3 to 5 armor. Which means that the correct balance for Patchwork was always the original way they released him. And for some reason, when they rebuffed him up, they just, like, got shy about the last 5 health. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> like, I don't understand <laughs> So, uh
1: with this new update, uh in tier 1, we have heroes like Rafam, Hooktusk, Cookie, Daryl, Omu, Gale Galewing, Jandis, uh let's see, the Panda, I, I keep Master Wen. I always call him the Panda. Uh Millhouse, wow. Mutinous, uh we have Sneeds and we have Yesera. Y- These are the heroes that by Blizzard's internal system uh have rated as the highest tier so they get no bonus health and then at the very bottom in tier seven you have heroes like afk we have arana guff uh lich Bazile, and pyramid i think you can understand why these need a lot of help <laughs> they get between seven and ten extra health slash armor per game And immediately what some of the top players were saying was that there was no way this was balanced around top MMR. Understandably, like this is Mm. very predictable. In fact, if they had balanced this around the highest MMR, I would have been shocked because so here are just some examples of heroes that uh, are getting armor that according to the highest MMR should not get armor. Um, so one thing is for example Shutterwalk is getting four to seven armor in tier four and depending but by the way these don't change according to the tribes so that's another thing uh, another example is like reno is in tier three with three to six armor depending on what tribes are in depending on how aggro the lobby is etc it's like ah, oh, i don't i don't know about that one um what was it? Gallywix. Uh Where was Gallywix? I forgot where he was. But he also got way more armor than he was supposed to get.
0: Um, yeah, basically the pro heroes yeah. and the heroes that are more situational and the good players will only use them situationally, yep. they're going to be at an advantage. So now the whole meta is or would be flipped upside down with this new system. Um, but we'll see the full effects of it once Diablo has gone. Yes. So, um, (laughs) look, uh, the,
1: even with the, I wouldn't say criticism, just pointing out kind of the obvious here, right? This wasn't balanced around top MMR. Um, even with, kind of the 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 kind of question marks over the top mmr streamers i i've heard a lot of the feedback and a lot of them are like you know what you know this is cool i get to play heroes and not feel as bad right it's like if you want to play cat have an extra five to eight armor you really need it as the cat right if Mm -hmm. you want to play chin because you know you're me, and you, you are masochistic in that way. Have an additional, sometimes nine armor. I need that. <laughs> I need that as
0: Chimbala. Um, it's great. It's great that everybody's a mini, uh, mini patchwork. Because like that's that's a uh, there's there was always a problem with battlegrounds, right? Like looking at the core of battlegrounds. There was always a problem with trying to balance new and innovative powers and adding a whole lot of them to it. And that's because a power can only be so big. Yeah. And you can't break units into micro units. Like, you can't give half an attack. And sometimes, yeah, you could just make the mana cost higher to, like, kind of balance it. But that throws off the effect of how you want this hero, uh, design-wise, to work, right? Like, yeah, sure, you know, having a three mana hero power may be the most balanced way, but... They really wanted to feel like a one mana hero power. But at that point, you know, maybe plus two plus two is too much, but plus one plus two is not enough, right? Like, yeah, this is a great system to balance everything. Now, I will say, design wise, this is also the most give up, the most like throw in the towel system. And that's not a bad that's thing. That's not a bad thing. No. It's not a bad thing. It is the most give up system because what they've basically done is say, okay, well now the heroes that we don't want to give too much uh, power to, we're going to have them have the same amount of win rate. Uh, But the flavor is now different, right? Now, every hero that gets armor comes with an asterisk because it's behaving in a way that it was never intended to, right? That's not a part of its design. And in fact, that armor can, like, rise and fall depending on the meta, depending on what minions get released, depending on which uh, other heroes get more popular, maybe they counter some or whatever, right? So the actual design of the hero, the designers have to let go a bit in order to do this Battlegrounds armor system. Yeah. Um, So from like a uh, let's have the designers show their full creativity and have things the way it was intended, this is not a win at all. This is actually a huge loss. But this is the kind of give up balancing that we need because the system is very complicated. There's no way a human being or even a computer will accurately balance all of it um, uh, without a number that can be moved. Because computers are great at moving numbers, they're not great at creatively like doing stuff, at least not the kind that, you know, Blizzard has access to. Um, and this is the kind of give up y system of balance that they need in the arena, right? Like they, they thought they created one with the button where you hit it and you get this kind of auto balance between classes, but we've seen how it's worked in practice, which is that half the time it's still not balanced. Like the button has a very, very low success rate for supposedly just looking at win rates and then balancing it based on that. Because it's a complicated system. So one thing with Battlegrounds and uh, and, and this system is I do like that Blizzard, even in their most popular game mode, has just decided to give up. Yeah. like half So up let's twist this like, terminology a little bit.
1: Because you up. say give up, and I know exactly what you mean. And people... Uh... On the internet might be like capital d colon like oh man you're roasting if no 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 no. if anything it's it's a freeing decision it like it it frees them to be as because the thing is if you don't do this your creativity is more limited in what you can do Mm -hmm. because then you have to think more about it's like these blockier clunkier decisions right and then you have to implement it in that way. By doing this gradient, which, by the way, um, Blizzard has specifically stated that this is just sort of like a testing out, feeling out, period. Mm-hmm. They're going to adjust, and there's no guarantee that this stays. You know, They said that they want to test it out. Um, they said, exact words, the system may come in and out of the mode from patch to patch as we refine the system and introduce other features or major changes they're just trying to figure out something that works. And this is a uh, like one of those things that frees them up, right? Like if they want to create cool, weird hero powers that like fluctuate um, in terms of how good they are, well now they can create that without thinking like oh man like how do we do it like this either deals too much damage or not enough damage and in this way it's sort of like okay well now we have a lot more freedom to just design heroes with the coolness and the uniqueness that we want and not have to worry so much about them beating everyone up or them sucking and then uh, so it this decision was very very freeing for blizzard in that way
0: yeah, I mean, it's yep. it's giving up the control. Yes, yes. They have, they have given up on their ability to balance battlegrounds at the precision level that they mm-hmm. want. And that's because they can't do it. That's because it is possible that no human beings can. But rather than try to do this process, and balancing work takes... Time and it takes trial and error, and everybody's the beta tester while this is going on. So, if this algorithm can actually can capture this in a good way, and if it gets adjusted often enough and is accurate enough, even like at the top, it'll never be accurate, right? Because it's not being balanced for the top. But even if it is, uh, you know, accurate for like the average player or the average committed player or whatever, their Blizzard's actually trying to to have a balance for. Like, can you imagine if Arena didn't have the button? Like, the button is not great in Arena, like, just the way that it functions. But it would be significantly worse without it.
1: I I and mean... What I'm
0: hoping... That, that,
1: that's like, uh... It, it's so ingrained in Arena now. And we've had so many... It, it, it's like asking me, it's like, can you imagine if you know like 30 years ago instead of going to this elementary school you went to this elementary school in another state i'm like i can't imagine because (laughs) that's that's like more than just a butterfly effect that's like yes my entire life would be different i would be i i don't know what i would be doing maybe i'd be like uh, a paleontologist somewhere like digging up a dinosaur instead of playing you know like wizard poker i have literally no idea and the same thing with arena it's like you know without the the adjustments uh because it's been a part of it for so long i don't know and because they have done adjustments subsequent changes uh kind of ride on you know they work on top of that right like or or with the idea that there are adjustments there so i i literally cannot imagine
0: okay okay well then, then, then don't imagine what it, it's like without it. You know, my point is that if you're going to do a give y kind of way of balancing, which which has its benefits. I, I love automated uh, uh, balancing um, when it comes to limited game modes because the whole point of a limited game mode is that it is elegant. And the problem that limited game modes run into, and you see Blizzard running into this problem all the freaking time, is because designers hate elegance. They say they like elegance, but they feel their whole job is to put stuff into stuff until it's no longer elegant. Because that's what happens. It's really hard to make something elegant. You make something elegant generally by not touching it. So by giving by going through the give up route, whichever give up route it is, this is just one of the, you know, versions of the give up route that they can take. Uh, And by give up, I don't mean Blizzard has given up on the game mode. I mean Blizzard has given up on putting a hand into manually balancing the game mode, or at least putting as much of a hand. I'm sure they'll still tweak powers here and there based on how it plays and how they want it to play, based on feel. That's what humans are generally good at. But when you get to these complicated systems, giving up allows the algorithm or the computer or just the basic game mode ...to be elegant. And for a limited game mode... ...which is all this randomness that gets added in... uh, ...not added in... ...all this randomness that's just a fundamental part of these game modes... ...whether it's Battlegrounds... ...whether it's Arena... ...that elegance... ...is what supports... ...these algorithmically generated balancing decisions. They don't have to be perfect. They don't have to have any thought attached to it. They just become part of the game. The way Murph says... I don't know what Arena would be like without pushing the button and because the button has been there for like five years. It's because we don't, like, the button operates underneath everything and that's just the game of Arena now. Now the problem with the Arena button is it kind of sucks. So I'm hoping the Battlegrounds button is using a lot better technology and that maybe they can, you know, look at the Arena button again and uh, um, fix it, hopefully. But either way. The idea of where this is going, I love it, because the idea the yeah, Merp says it's more freeing. Uh, sure, like I, I can I can see how it could be uh, freeing, but I think it also is like if I was a designer, I would like it and I would not like it. Um, like I wouldn't like just that if I designed a hero power and I wanted it to function a certain way, and then all of a sudden my hero has like five extra armor. Like that that becomes like it warps how your hero functions in the game. Maybe if I was a pure creative designer, it's freeing. But if I'm a balanced designer, I get anxiety on that. Because now it may or may not function the way I want it to function. Um, but there's just too many moving pieces. Um, so like, what, designers need, what game designers need to do more of is just to let go. Is just to let go of their control in limited game modes. And kind of let RNG do its thing. Like, let the algorithm work with the randomness inherent in your system, set up the building blocks, and just just let it do its thing afterwards. You can, you can tweak things, but know that you can't tweak everything. Yep. At least not in extremely complicated systems. Like, back in the day when there were um, buckets, that was fine. But you really needed someone to be very on top of the buckets and to make these adjustments on a week or two week by week or two week basis, and they didn't do that because that's a crap ton of work, um, and you need someone who's actually capable of doing that of analyzing the stats the right way and of you know actually having experience in the arena and they didn't have that person or you know they didn't dedicate enough resources to uh, to the people who are capable of it and you know that's a decision to be made, uh, but if you're not going so hard into it like that and you're not able to make decisions and implement them that quickly, which may be an operational uh, I- issue as well, then just leaving things in an elegant but imperfect way in this give up be balanced way is really the best result. So I know it's a temporary system, but I so far the, the feedback I think has been overwhelmingly positive on the system type and hopefully, it's just created better than whatever's been happening on the arena side. Yeah, look, um,
1: if your complaint about the system is that it doesn't create perfect balance and it just makes different heroes better, uh, I mean, that's fine. Then we're just back to the original problem, right? Uh, But what it does do is uh, these heroes that were really not played before um, now people play them sometimes and it doesn't feel as bad and it definitely freshens things up so that's cool like i think this is a good idea um i like this uh system for now and at the very Mm. least they're just testing it out right they're just testing it out um so if you don't like it uh that's fine you know you you can go on forums you can go on reddit uh kindly and eloquently explain why you don't like it um and this is something that i'm sure blizzard is taking feedback on and they will like monitor this yeah. very
0: well they will definitely monitor but it. but what i really like about this as well compared to the arena one is that it's transparent like, that's the one thing about yeah, the button that I don't think anyone in the arena likes, where nobody knows what's going on. Here, you know exactly, I mean, it's an RNG range, but you know what's happening.
1: It, you see it before and, the game as well. So, if you guys haven't yeah. seen it, what happens is, during the Hero Select screen, when you are selecting, let's say, Mukla, you'll see Mukla with 6 armor, for example. Mm-hmm. You, if you are selecting Cat, you'll see Cat with, like, 8 armor, and you'll be like... Oh, okay, and then so that informs your decision. Um, the adjustments in Arena, part of the problem is they don't tell you exactly when it
0: gets adjusted. It's not even that it's not in the UI. You can't even you look can't up you the can't look up these things. Like they just don't announce right. it, and they they don't announce it because they probably don't know. Like there's not a person that knows that were that like had to like be responsible for putting together a graphic. They're just like, well, we pushed the button. Did it do what it's supposed to do? Mm. Yeah. Like, and that's why whenever there's a bug in, uh, you know, the button doing what it's supposed to do or whatever, no one even picks up on it for weeks. And then Blizzard doesn't address it for months.
1: Yep. Okay, look, we talked about this. Um, This is something that's exciting. And if you're wondering why you haven't heard so much about this armor system, it's because everyone is complaining about Diablo. Before we get to (laughs) Diablo, there was a new hero that comes out, unfortunately. She's not so great. Uh, Tamson Rome. I don't know the
0: she's wonderful. lore. Tamson Rome is this. is amazing. Tamson Rome. Uh, if, if she's uh, she's in the. I think she's in the latest uh, uh, book of mercenaries. She's also one of my favorite mercs in Hearthstone mercenaries. She's a Really okay. awesome design. About ah, okay. In mercenaries. Uh, I, I wish they tweak her kit a little bit in Mercenary, but we'll we'll see if they buff her. Um, she's being used, so I don't think that they're actually going to buff her. But it's just it's it just bothers me on an OCD level that like some of the equipment doesn't line up. But anyway, okay. Uh, um, she's got a she's got a really cool story arc as far as that. Oh, goes. Oh, okay. So.
1: Well, look uh, in Battlegrounds right now. She is ooh her stats, uh, and I'm giving you uh, from H's replay tier seven stats. So these are stats. From the tippy top players. You know like higher than 10k. Uh, She is the third worst hero. Actually the second to worst. Because Berov has not enough data. So she is slightly ahead of Arana. And that is it. What's her power? Her hero power is. uh, It's a zero mana uh, hero power. That you have to use. Mm -hmm. Destroy your lowest health minion. Give it's health to all your others. So. She can help give give some tempo,
0: uh, but wait, hmm? that's a bad hero power. Yes. God, how much has hero has been inflated in battleground since I was playing? Well,
1: it's there's no econ to it, right? There's no econ, and you're you. So what? You're gonna give some health oh, oh, to?
0: It, it destroys the entire thing, so you don't even get your coin. Yeah, back. Got it. yeah.
1: There's no there's Got no econ preservation that. here, uh, as well um so look
0: okay so there is a cost it's zero mana but it costs one one gold
1: yeah like it it doesn't Mm -hmm. do anything um that is kind of like uh, that really helps you uh in the current battlegrounds so oh okay it's at the start of combat and it's only for that combat that's why yeah look Tamsin, so it's not permanent. Yeah, and Tamsin is just a hero in which it's tempo-based. But let's talk about the real tempo hero, uh, Diablo. So what they did with Diablo was they buffed Diablo because they said Diablo is going to stick around a little bit longer, whatever that means. Uh, so he has another chance to make his mark before he goes. To help with that, three of the Diablo treasures have been changed. Essentially, all of the Diablo um treasures have been increased or like doubled they they've all been doubled and diablo is now a terror um diablo is a hero uh when he came out i i said this uh to like our discord immediately i'm like diablo is going to be one of those heroes in which he either it's like the line of him being balanced is going to be really tough cuz he's by definition a snowball hero and if he sucks he really sucks like if he's not good um, at, at sort of gaining the advantage and then sort of like snowball like really just rolling over the rest of the lobby, then he's gonna fall behind right if he's not going ahead a lot, he's falling behind by default um because that's just the way that the Diablo battles work and everything um and now <laughs> he wasn't good before like he was pretty bad. now if you just watch a Global Invitational you might think like oh wait, murps but like you know the top players, we're doing super well with Diablo at like the biggest tournament. Tournament meta is very different, and you can ask like Collins uh, and Slisa, um because I, I've spoken with like Slissa about it. And uh, the tournament meta that showed off Diablo and had people like, oh, like the stats are wrong. It's like uh, Diablo like was already amazing. No, it, it, it was bad because the ladder meta is different than the tournament meta um in which like everyone is going very aggressive and playing tempo um so Diablo was bad and then when they doubled all of his treasures he just like crushes people now um you don't even have to watch streams here's the easiest way to know how good Diablo is search up the latest like Diablo or or BG videos from like creators uh my timeline for like youtube i just see Slissa with like clickbaity i'm not saying this in a bad way you guys know like we're friends uh titles about how op diablo is i see like clickbaity titles from dog showing how op diablo is um it just really warps the lobby because unfortunately by design Diablo has by far the most effect on the law because everyone faces him. <laughs> everyone faces him. And if he beats everyone, he just snowballs so much harder. And right now, according to HS Replay stats, Diablo stands alone in tier one. No one is even close to Diablo. Diablo right now has a 3.39 average placement. This is high historically as well. Basically any hero with a sub three point five average placement for this high MMR, it means that they are a menace, uh, and that they need to like really be looked at. So we're looking at like, you know, um, Hook Tusk in its first iteration, mm-hmm. right? We're looking at Eudora, uh, when Eudora was like at the top of the meta. Um, we're looking at you know, um, kind of like I think. Master Wen, when it first came out as well, uh, was there. So this is sort of the power level that we're we're looking at here. Um, And it's bad. Uh, Not just due to the power level, but due to the fact that every player faces Diablo. So this is even worse than, like uh, let's say, a, a hook tusk being really good. Because at least with hook tusk, you can kind of avoid them. People are complaining about this a lot. Because it's mm-hmm. like you face Diablo as in the Diablo player. And then you face the global event Diablo <laughs> battle. And then like, you know, two turns after that, you like face Diablo again. You're just like, please stop. Like, I I, I can't do this. I can't just be facing Diablo all the freaking time. Um, and he is just crushing everyone with that tempo right now. So Diablo is temporary, but at the same time, uh, if you go on Twitter, if you talk to a lot of the content creators, they are very tired of, of Diablo. Um, so I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen with this. Uh, I'm guessing Blizzard is just going to take it out. Be like, okay, everyone's had their fun. Diablo has gone now because it was just a limited time thing for an event. Uh, and then we can just go on with because the second best hero is Daryl right now. Uh, which which is the mark of his, like oh okay that's cool you know it's Daryl good old Daryl just
0: getting some stats no no not good old <laughs> new updated Daryl super op Daryl I mean they should bring back good Darryl, old Daryl and give him some Daryl is pretty good
1: uh but look well Daryl doesn't get armor
0: I, I, yeah I know but he would have if he got buffed a little later yeah
1: so um we will see what
0: happens but yes
1: this is something that the the community is complaining loudly about. And I think this is understandable. There are some things that the community complains about, which I'm just like, eh, I don't know about that. Um, but then there's Diablo, which I'm just like, I understand. Um, and a lot of it has to do with the yeah. fact that, like...
0: That's such a weird design. But I mean, that's yeah. just what Blizzard does now. Like, they they are keeping... They've been keeping Arena and Dwell Class Event for, like, three weeks or more for, like, several years going on. They're doing the same now with Battlegrounds. Like, this is just something you have to live with as a Hearthstone player. Yep um get play more than one game mode right they're all but the begging you to do it because they will shut down the game mode that you like every now and then for like a month long at a time yeah and they are perfectly comfortable with it they are not looking at this and being like oh no we did a terrible thing let's fix it they're like all right all right it'll fix itself in a bit yeah um in fact you know they they, they buffed him because in in mercenaries Diablo was running everything, and in battlegrounds they were like, "Ooh, we uh, we didn't we didn't you know make him good enough." So uh, so now let's let's match the two. Um, but unfortunately for mercenaries, Diablo is not actually going away. So I don't really know what they're going to do. I'm still waiting for the first freaking round of nerfs in mercenaries because all this buff stuff it's it's good. I appreciate it, but the nerfs are good. that are inevitable. They're not going to get away with not nerfing stuff ever. Yeah, but what, how, are you going to be able to disenchant or, like, what, dust? You're going to have to make some kind of system because people will be up in arms if you can't. Like, if there's no uh, resources, you know, get if you don't get some of your resources back from uh, a nerfed hero. But, uh, but they do, like, for the balance of the game, they have to do it at some point. It may not happen anytime soon, though. It's super early beta, basically, right, for mercenaries. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they were okay with Karen and Diablo dominating everything for, like, four months six months yeah at least until like i don't know january (laughs) january i would be so happy if karen and diablo were out of the meta by january i'm thinking like april okay uh yeah we'll see the game could also just look completely different
1: by that point
0: um yeah Yeah. i mean they are releasing at least like five new mercenaries every month yeah so and, and the game started with 50 So that's, like, a lot of Mercenaries being added. So they could also just, like, power creep their way out of the problem uh, with the new Mercenaries. Um, But we'll see. All
1: right. Uh, Look, in addition to that, uh, we also saw a few nerfs, a few changes to cards. Um, I'll go through them, like, pretty quickly. But they nerfed uh, this mid-game kind of, like, tempo mech play a little bit because uh, mech... Mechano tank is uh, now a 5-3, and uh, it now deals 5 damage instead of 6 damage for avenge 2. Grease spot now only gives plus 1 plus 1 uh, whenever something loses divine shield instead of plus 2 plus 1. Uh, so, you know, a little bit of nerf to this like very strong mech uh, mid-game. Uh, they buff some pirates. Scallywag is now a 3-1 instead of a 2-1. Yoho Ogre is now a 3-5 instead of a 2-6. Uh, Kind of a lateral movement there. South Strong Arm now gives an additional plus one plus one because instead of giving uh, a friendly pirate plus one plus one for each pirate you bought this turn, you give a pirate plus one plus one and then you repeat that for each pirate you bought this turn. So uh, just a little bit of extra stats there. Rip Snarl Captain has one more health going from a four five to a four six oh there's this change that i do not love um tony to tusk went from an avenge 5 to an avenge 4. this we have seen the effects of it um if you so i don't play a lot of bgs but i do watch streams um this is a, a pretty big change tony 2 tusk going from avenge 5 to avenge 4 means that people are they're going for it a little bit more often and getting that golden eliza um it's it's really dangerous now and i i've seen a lot of players um either hit like you know let's say the golden eliza or the golden hogger uh really early on and just like dominate um deal a a buttload of damage to opponents we're talking like getting the golden eliza like turn seven you know um so i i don't love this change we'll see exactly what happens with it right now diablo is just warping the the uh the lobby uh so much so if diablo were to leave but tony stays on avenge 4 i don't know i could see this being extraordinarily problematic um tough tusk is now a 5-3 instead of a 4-3 uh bristleback brute is now a three, three instead of a four, four. However, the first blood gem played on each turn gives an extra plus three plus three instead of an extra plus two plus two. So if you buy it and you just drop it with no gems, it's worse, but if you play one gem, it's the same. If you play two gems, you know, like, or over two turns, then you're getting more stats. So overall it is a buff. Dynamic duo is uh, now a five, six, from a four-five, so they're just like unnerfing all of these. Um, they're mm-hmm. unnerfing a couple of things. Uh, Necrolite actually changed. It went from a tier three to a tier four unit, and now um, it still steals or it still enables stealing of blood gems from neighbors, but it now plays two blood gems on the minion as well. So it went up a tier. Um, so it's harder to find, but at the same time, it's now adding an additional plus two plus two onto
0: units and that's battlegrounds all right yep those are the battlegrounds changes um a lot of changes are going to happen in two weeks with the expansion launch i don't know about battlegrounds they try to desync it from battlegrounds but um at the very least i think that's when diablo is going to go away so that'll be a Automatic Battlegrounds, huge update. <laughs> um, but more than that, that's when the Arena new cards are going to be in. That's when the uh, y- y- unannounced yet rotation, but I assume there's going to be a rotation uh, that's going to hit. And we'll see how they deal with these uber-powered cards. That's so when new Mercenaries are launching. Um, I haven't talked about it much on this podcast, but over the course of the last week, I think I've played maybe 40-50 hours of Mercenaries, which would be pretty much every single hour of free time and missed sleep that I had last week, because I was also working for like 15 hours a day for a few of those days. Uh, so I am super, super hooked on it right now. I'm excited about, um, about the new ones, uh, being released. And, um, yeah, I mean this, this podcast won't cover, you know, deep mercenary strategies or anything, but I would recommend when the new mercenaries come out, if you've kind of like played some of the game mode way back when or whatever, give it another shot. Um, actually play the bounties actually try to do the heroic bounties normally like don't screw yourself out of the experience by trying to do things in like the literally most efficient way possible like i know what those ways are i do them sometimes but most of my gameplay is doing other stuff that is like i don't know it's still pretty efficient it's like 80 85 percent as efficient as the most efficient ways to do things but it is like so much more fun um, so that's that's all. That's my advice on, uh, on Mercenaries. This
1: is what Mercenaries um, I, did to Adoptop. Adel- Look at him talking about it's like you guys don't have to do it the most efficient way. It's all about fun, guys. Like what the hell
0: happened yeah, to this guy? Because this is what Mercenaries is about. This is not like from the very first podcast we did on Mercenaries. I was very clear. This is clearly not what Blizzard wants Mercenaries oh, to do. Oh my god. Like the people like PJ doing his thing that's like... Not yet, PJ. You're, you're ahead of the game. But... Um, I'm, I'm taking mercenaries... The way Blizzard wants to take mercenaries. I am giving them money... But not too much money. Because Blizzard does not want too much of my money. They just want a little bit of my money. and So I'm doing exactly what Blizzard wants me to do. And and you know what? It's a really enjoyable experience. And I asked Merps this before the podcast. I was like... Has anyone ever done this before? Like a jrpg not a 1v1 battler but a team v team battler in jrpg format i feel like that hasn't been a pc game before murps you said like it's probably in some mobile games but i mean not it stuff takes like elements from that.
1: like a lot of different games right so it's like uh, one of the reasons that people thought of slay the spire is in some ways it has an element
0: of that um yeah, but it, it's PvP. Right. right? The end game is is PvP. The uh, the PvE part is like a lame version of Slay the Spire. Like I get it. Right. It's meant to so be. Right. So
1: it's like part Pokemon, uh part Slay. Um people also mention like Raid Shadow Legends. I I can see how it has some similarities there as well. Um but yeah, I mean it's like it's just uh in terms of the PvP I think it's I wouldn't say like standard fair. Uh, turn-based kind of RPG-ish stuff, but we've seen it in other mobile games. Um, You don't see it that much in, like, pc games understandably so but yeah. it makes sense that you now see it in hearthstone in which case uh mercenaries isn't a standalone game it is just like a game within mm-hmm. the overall hub of hearthstone
0: yeah. it's like a mini game yeah. it reminds me of like in final fantasy for example they always have like some kind of very elaborate mini game like involved in something. sure like, I remember sure. final fantasy 8 has that card game like there's that whole chocobo thing in, <laughs> uh, whatever like and it's just like it's a silly stupid game but there's actually a significant amount of death in these games as well and uh, they've always been quite fun like they're a time sink but but they've always been quite fun and blizzard's kind of gone and made like the uber version of that for the hearthstone universe and i am all for it i also like uh turn-based rpgs which i think is uh kind of a prerequisite to liking this game you've always liked turn-based rpgs a a
1: ton like more yeah, so, it's a JRPG. Yeah, like you were always huge on Fire Emblem. I remember, like, no, I was not huge on Fire Emblem.
0: What? I thought you loved Fire Emblem. I, no, no, just Three Houses. I Fire Emblem is like one of the worst turn-based uh, RPGs that ever exists. The, oh, and I will take that to my what's freaking What's up brand. with that's you in
1: and the franchise? And not the latest. What's one. up with you and that Fire Emblem game though? Because you like you were all. About oh yeah,
0: that one. I love that Fire. Emblem. Well, Three Houses is the best Fire Emblem game. Okay. I don't think that's that Debatable, there was also like a lot of other non turn based gameplay in that game, like with the story and the characters and all of that. Okay. Like, that was done all right, well. um, like better than a Fire Emblem normally does it. A Fire Emblem normally does it pretty well, like, that's one of the reasons people play Fire Emblem. But like, Three Houses just like turned that up to like a 12, and the actual turn based combat they like kind of left it where it was, and it was still not good. Um, but but I like like normal JRPGs. Like I got into Dragon Quest over over the summer. That's what I was playing when I was over at your house. Right. Oh, well, um, what
1: what was the other game you played? Advance Wars. Did you? Oh no no no! Uh, into the breach. Okay. I th- did you play Advance Wars? I thought you played a...
0: I, ne- I never played Advance really? Wars. Really? I thought you um, that would be something that you would enjoy. It, I, I thought I would enjoy it, but I didn't try it. Huh. So uh, maybe just a missed thing. Maybe I'll play when they like when they re-release it on Switch, or maybe because I played um, Advance Wars, um, and it, it yeah.
1: was fun. But y- yeah, I, I'm, I'm surprised that you never played it. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um. But but yeah. Like, if you enjoy JRPGs for more than just the story, like if you actually enjoy the combat part of it, um, like Mercs is... like the PvP is. Uh, it's a lot of rock, paper, scissors that ultimately still becomes a lot of rock, paper, scissors, but there is enough to figure out that at least like, and I'm still on the learning curve, so I can actually like see myself improving, which is nice, even though I'm sure I'm going to hit the ceiling at some point soon. <laughs>
1: That's when you bug PJ uh, about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well I bought PJ about the very beginning Freaking PJ, after the last uh, After the last uh, podcast I'm like, alright, so give me like a comp Like, you know, to run And he gave me like a super noob comp Apparently, and so after I started running it I lost like 70% of my game, some absurdly <laughs> High loss rate I'm sure I'm also not playing it like, you know, perfectly. Uh but I'm just like this is silly. Like I had like Rag as a closer and he just like sucks cuz everyone else's closer is blue. Uh so having a red closer is is kind of terrible. Um and I was doing it was just so bad. Like I was getting countered left and right by uh, Mukla. Like it was just so bad. So I went online and I found some other random like list and I started running that and now um you know 50 in it at least, uh, which is what you should be 50/50. doing. Fifty-fifty.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, PJ was basically uh, telling us when when I was playing Fall Guys with with him and uh, Dreads that uh, he's like, yeah, he's like, Adam just keeps bothering me about this thing. I think the implication was sort of like you were doing it wrong, like something was like lost in translation or something.
0: No, no, no. What was lost in translation was that he thought that I apparently just wanted a deck that I could play when I wanted a deck that I can climb with. Like, I wanted a good deck. Like, who wants just a random deck? And he's like, oh, this will be fine. And so he, like, gave me a lot of heroes that were, like, rare heroes, right, that I would definitely have and have leveled up. Instead of just being like, no, use this and, like, grind a bit more until you get here. Whereas I had planned out a whole week of grinding before I jumped into PvP. Anyway um point point is uh i'm I'm enjoying it and um i know some people played it in the beginning and have dropped off and some people haven't quite gotten into it yet i i think there's enough death in the game even as it is and uh but really what you're playing for with this game is to set up your base so that when blizzard does more stuff with it in six months you're like you're in good shape for it um because they clearly will and uh the game will will keep developing uh through then and until then it's good to learn the fundamentals and actually like get good at the game which i am certainly not at this point but i can see myself improving which is always nice yep cool all right anything else you want to talk about before we close this up? (laughs) Nope. okay i want to give a shout out to our patrons patreon.com slash grinning goat thank you guys so much top patrons of the month rv night train eric l yin 15 gold cringe aaron ls reg dan f and Karova 4p and brand new thank you guys so much cool thank you guys for keeping the light on at the life forge we appreciate you and uh we will have one more podcast next week and then the podcast the week after that will be the gigantic card review for Arena. Yeah, seven hours long at least. Can we do seven? We could probably do seven. There's hero cards this time. We I don't.
1: Yeah, we don't have to go, yeah, through, have to go through. Also, I, I'm. I, yeah, I will
0: make sure. I, I will make sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. The last two times you said that, it went longer than what we normally. That's do. your fault. Anyways, mm, I don't know about that. No, that's that's your fault. <laughs> Uh, okay. All right. All right. Until next time, this is Adelta. This is Merp. See you guys.